We are the Eternals. The Avengers have a lot of superheroes right now. But we have Athena. Hello. I'm sure that was a lot of fun for you. It was. Eternals assemble. Great line. Experience the Marvel Cinematic Event. Centuries in the making. Dad, I saw him on TV with the cape shooting laser beams. I don't wear a cape. <laughs> Marvel Studios Eternals. Ready PG-13. Now playing only in theaters. It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. Man, you come right out of a comic book. It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. You will run out before me! It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. Now I am the master. It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies with Nerds New Bully and your host Leeway, aka the one who flew too close to the sun, uh, with my co-host. Yeah, this is Eli, aka Pumpkin Seed. Ah, I should have took that. <laughs> uh, and we're back with another episode. And yeah, we're just gonna just jump into it. Uh, for those that checked in for us last week and didn't see us last week, we decided to take a week off. That's all. Like, you know, we get a we get a. What, it was Halloween, he, man. It was Halloween. Yeah, you get pay time off every now and then. So yeah, we took Halloween for pay time off or PTO. That's or like whatever. my Christmas. I was doing shit. <laughs> right. So he went out. I just decided to actually just take the day off and just actually I had like a bunch of this to do. You know what's funny, Eli? I still didn't go to bed until like three o'clock in the morning that <laughs> night because I was doing other shit. <laughs> I was like, well, since we're not recording a podcast, let me get some other shit done. And I still get got time to do that. So either way, now we're back recording, not beefing. We're going at it. And for those that are looking at what we're going on right now, yes, this episode is going to be eternal centric. I'm going to do two things. One thing I'm going to do is review the movie. Because, like I said, there's been a lot of stuff going on in the movie. We're going to talk about that, what's going on. And I'm going to compare what's going on for the movie to the comics. Uh, because I know nobody's read the eternal comics. And Eli, I, I, I tried to like flex my nerd boner on you the other day. Uh, pause, but still, I tried, I read every eternal comics ever. Turns out I didn't. I thought I did. But it turns wow. out there's like way because I started going down a rabbit hole. And when I thought I read this book, then they started referring to other stuff that happened, like a Thor comic back in the 70s. I'm like, why did they read that shit? And they were like in 30 straight issues. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, oh. in a Thor comic. So yeah. Uh so you didn't have a boner. Yeah, you, I didn't you, have a boner. Nerd limp. You went nerd limp. Yeah, <laughs> nerd gummy worm, you know. <laughs> yeah. Nerd soft. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, people out there say it's you made it. Uh yes. Uh six months, six months. I don't know if you see the title of the, the podcast. That's the title title of the podcast. Marvel made a DC movie. <laughs> you mean it's all so, dark and shit, and you can't see everything, every punches in slow motion. No, they didn't. They didn't go full. <laughs> you never go full Snyder. <laughs> you never go full Snyder. But yeah, let's just jump to the podcast. Like I said, no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery. We're just gonna jump into it and just uh see what this you know see what it gave us so eli hold up i'm gonna set you up for it yeah cool all right so eli give it to me what is the number one movie of the week it's gotta be a disney movie i, I was gonna say i'll give you a hint it's a disney movie <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so it is a disney movie and the top of the list is eternals with a whopping 71 million uh eli this is that 71 million is cool not top 
I think Shang-Chi beat it. I think Fast and Furious beat it. And I think uh, oh, Venom definitely beat it. Venom still Venom. holds the record. <laughs> yeah, Venom holds that record. So it's actually the highest grossing weekend of any movie in the, in the post-pandemic. Venom. That's the movie. Like, crap. So pretty good for that one. Let's see. Uh, what do we got here? I read Neil Games a ton of run and watched the motion comic of it as well. Yeah, 616 Man. Uh, yes, there's a lot of Neil Gaiman in this. Not as much as I thought, but there is some Neil Gaiman in this. But I'll, I'll talk about that also. Uh, what else we got? We got Dune. Dune still hanging in there. No Time to Die. Uh, for those that haven't seen No Time to Die, I'm hearing it goes for rent on VOD next week. You know. Uh, like I said, number five, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. And it just goes down here from there. Uh, the French Dispatch, Antlers, Last Night of Soho. Oh, antlers, yeah. oh yeah. I wanted to, see, you know... I wanted to see Last Night in Soho until I found out what it was about. It's like Edgar Wright's new horror movie, but it's some weird ghost shit that I'm not into. And I'm like, I don't know. It's not a movie I would it's, go to the theaters to see. It's, it's definitely Edgar a movie Wright, I would. You know. Yeah, it's definitely a movie I would like, okay, it's on VOD. Let me watch this. I'll do that. Yeah. But going to the theaters to see it, nah. I mean, Edgar Wright, you know, he hasn't he doesn't make any bad movies, you know, so. Right. So, all right. So let's just jump into it. Like I said, we're going to talk about Eternals. Uh, some people have seen, like I said, seven women. Some people have seen it. Some people haven't seen it. The it just is like this device. podcast, just like the podcast. You know what? This podcast represents the internet. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I said, it is divided. Also, I'm trying to see if I can pull up the uh the Rotten Tomato score. Let me see. Right before, I, well, let me see. We're going to do that. Oh, I messed it up. There we go. Did I do that right? I can't see that. I messed that up. Okay, so I'm gonna look up the. Rotten Tomatoes score of Eternals. And right now, like I said, for those that have been paying attention, it actually has the lowest score of any MCU movie ever. All of them. Hulk, Thor The Dark World, Captain Marvel, whatever you got, it's the lowest one of all time. It is at 48%. It is the only rotten MCU movie ever. So if you go by Rotten Tomatoes, it is the worst Marvel movie ever made. It's like, it's fan four stick than this, you know. Uh, But... But there's more. Uh, Edgar Wright hasn't been the same since Scott Pilgrim. Uh, I disagree with that six one six man. Baby Driver, Baby Driver was fucking awesome. Yeah, Especially the first, the first intro of that. That intro is that like one of the best intros of any movie ever. I mean, the movie does kind of go down after that world. Then yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's still like, there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he he's you know they're not great, but they're they're fine. He's they're still in the conversation. He's still in the conversation. Yeah. I give him that. So. You know. Uh, but wait, the good news about it, uh, like I said, now that the fans have actually seen the movie, the audience score, actually the audience score of Eternals is 81%. So it's like mm-hmm. flip-flop, like who, who's like, somebody's lying? Basically. It's The Last Jedi. It's The Last Jedi all over again. Like, somebody, But last, that was like the flip-flop of that, you know. <laughs> you know, so the thing, and a lot of people are saying that the, uh, the, uh, the re- critics are review bombing it because, you know, there's homosexual scenes in it because of diversity and pandering. Critics aren't doing that. Those are assholes on YouTube. Not us assholes on YouTube. Other assholes on YouTube doing that. Uh, as far as like critics, they're not going to bomb a movie because of politics and it's woke. And they're not going to do that. They're actually going to knock the movie because whatever, whatever, whatever. Like I said, I am not a critic. All I'm going to do is just give my opinion of what I thought about the movie. But before we do that, let's actually talk about the comic. What is the Eternals? What are the Eternals? What are the Eternals about? So, Give you a brief example of what Jack Kirby, like I said, they were created by Jack Kirby. Uh, if you listen to the podcast, you know who Jack Kirby is. If you don't listen to the podcast, I'll give you a quick uh, glimpse of it. You got Stan Lee, 
Jack Kirby's here. That's who Jack Kirby is. So uh, he made a whole, everybody that you like, he made them. Stanley wrote it. Jack Jack Kirby draws the shit. Right. And in some situations, some people say Jack Kirby actually wrote it also. <laughs> Let him tell it. You know, but we're he not defined gonna... anyway. He defined all the superheroes. Right. Like all your look. favorite ones. Yeah. yeah. X-Men, Fantastic Four, Avengers, Iron Man, Captain America, uh, Black Panther. He did all of them, you know, even when jumped over to DC and did New Gods and Dark Side and all the stuff like that, which is where we cut where you get the internals from. Because in the middle of him doing New Gods, DC canceled it. So he was like, well, fuck, I ain't got no job. Let's go over to Marvel and went over to Marvel. And he basically kind of made the same thing of what he made with, with DC. He made the new guys, you know. So that's why a lot of times people compare the Eternals to the new guys. Uh, what do we got here? I saw critics say too much sci-fi. Uh, it's too much. How do you have too much sci-fi thought provoking? Uh, the typical Marvel formula. I thought they wanted something different-ish. Uh, yeah, and I will get to that also. <laughs> I'll get to that also. That is, that is something to talk about in the movie also. But going back there, like I said, we got DC, we got the new gods. Uh, and that's why, and, and a lot of times people thinking that this movie was only green light because DC green, green lit the new gods. So Marvel's like, let's have something to compete with that. You know, turns out they canceled new gods because that's what DC do. They announced we was to cancel it. So they went ahead with the Eternals also. Now, here's the thing. People know about the movie was inspired by Jack Kirby, but what inspired Jack Kirby to make this uh the new god? Eli, have you ever heard of Chariot of the Gods? Mm-hmm. Okay, you've heard of Chariot of the Gods, we know what it is. But people that haven't heard of Chariot of the Gods, it's actually a novel that was written back in the 60s, not fiction. It was actually like a, a document theory about proving Joseph Campbell, right? No, I don't think it was Joseph Campbell, it was some German guy. Oh, okay. uh, but he probably read from that and took from that. But mainly what it's about is that people really believe that aliens came to Earth like back centuries ago and helped civilizations grow like the pyramids, like the Incan and the oh, Mayan temples. And, okay. I get yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so, the, just, so a, the ancient aliens. Uh, ancient aliens. Yeah. yeah, shit. Yeah, that thing. So that all came from Chairs of the Gods. I saw Love Ancient Alien Theory. Yeah, so Jack Kirby read that book and got inspired to make that. And he actually makes a lot of reference to that book in the original Eternals comics. Uh, oh, charity guys are true. Uh, all the characters say that stuff, you know. Um, so basically, what it's boiled down to the the space the the, the comic is actually like really kind of religious. That's almost what Jack Kirby was trying to do. He was trying to like build his own mythology, build his own religion, whatever you want to call it. It's all about how the space guys created us. It pretty much has the birth of creation in there. Uh, has pretty much the end of civilization in there. Uh, it explains about. I, I'll talk about more about that also. But first, let's talk about the character. Like I said, who are the Eternals? Oh, the Aztecs came from Mars and shit. The Aztecs came yeah. from Mars because yeah. they're too primitive yeah. to build this stuff on their own. Yeah. You know, the Sphinx, the African, stuff like that. They're too stupid to do this stuff on their own. It had to be aliens. You yeah, know. man. They, 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 they didn't know the world was flat a thousand years before Europeans on their exactly. own. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Never mind that, you know, you learn uh, the people that made up this stuff, learn how to bathe from other countries, learn math yeah. and deodorant from other countries, you know. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. We're getting off subject. Back to what we were talking about. Uh, so, like I said, the reason he was going biblical with this because what the Eternals are, you got the Eternals and you got the Deviants. The space guys came down and they created both of them. And basically all of our myths and all our legends and all our religion came from them. The Eternals are the angels, the gods, warlocks, whatever you want to call it. The Deviants, 
demons, monsters, werewolves, Freddy Krueger, whatever you got. So that's where all that came from, according to Jack Kirby, you know. Uh, and they instill our myths and we just interpret it differently. So would the internals go to different religions? Like, say, one might go to uh, Africa and that's where you get like Shango or something like that, you know, uh, or some one might go to Norway and that's where you get, you know, Thor. the Norse gods from, you know, yeah. stuff like that. You know, Greek, same thing. So that's what they say. No, no. <laughs> no is <laughs> right all right so i'm gonna just break down some of the internal like i said because this movie one of the criticisms people give about the movie that they crammed in a lot of characters this is 10 characters introduced in this movie like and it's the heroes not the villains not the sidekicks not the other people going on over 10 heroes featured on here and i'm gonna just break through one of them just quickly like i said we got gilgamesh now in the comics they call him the forgotten one he's not even named gilgamesh until like 10 years later on after he was and just what he looked like right there like i said he is his power and that's the thing about the eternity i have different powers he is the bruiser he's the big bruiser he is the strong one he is the most powerful one sometimes he'll even fight the other eternals just because he gets bored you know like like i said he was in some thor comics stuff like that uh he but otherwise in the in the movie he's pretty much what you expect fastos people are getting controversial about fastos so fastos is in the comics also not a jack kirby creation he actually came a little bit later on. Uh, like I said, he's not Paperboy. He's some big, beefy, roided-out wrestler-looking dude in the comics. But they have similarities. They're both the IT tech guy. Why does the IT tech guy have, like, muscle on top of muscles? I don't know. You know? And why, but, I, I would think he, he ran. I think he would be, like, the speedster because of his name. But I guess not. Well, no, no, no. Well, see, that's the thing. Because all of them are based on, like, Greek myths. So Fastos is like Hephaestus, you know, the god of technology in Greek myths. So uh, it all connects together. Yeah, it all connects together. Um, who else we got? We got Ajax. Ajax is a big chain because Ajax in the comics is... A dude. A, a, a dude. I'm trying to find it. Can't find it. Fuck, can't find it. Anyway, Ajax is a dude. So, but the thing is, is that Ajax in the comics and Ajax in the movie have the same powers. Their power is they talk to the gods. Boom, that's what it looks like. Weird-ass costume like that. They talk, they're the only ones that can talk to the gods. And that's it. And I also liked it that they actually still had, you know, somebody of Hispanic origin to play Ajax because in the comics, Ajax was an Incan god or considered an Incan god, worshipped at the Incan god. So, okay. So I, I would have felt weird if they got like a white guy to do that, but you know, whatever. <laughs> So at least they got that much right. Uh, what else we got here? Druig. Now, Druig, that dude. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's in some kind of movie or uh, another movie. I've seen him around. Yeah, people. I guess he's got one of those faces, I guess. But anyway, so Druig. Now, Druig in the comic, like I said, we know about Icarus. Druig is Icarus' cousin in the comics. Is, so, that, the, is that Cyclops in the new X-Men movies? No, 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 no. That's another guy. You're getting, you're getting your guys confused. <laughs> <laughs> they look similar alike, but yeah. So, but Druig, like I said, is most of the time he's a bad guy. He's one of the villains of the of the Eternals. Because like I said, they got good Eternals, bad Eternals. Some of them just do wild shit just because they just feel like it. But in this one, he's an asshole, but not a bad guy. Pretty cool. Um, What else we got here? We got Sprite. Sprite, for the most part, they Sprite was a dude in the comics. Or a boy, a little boy. Never ages, can't age. Uh, when Jack Kirby originally raised Sprite, it was just he was just younger than the rest of them. But then Neil Gaiman took over the book and basically said that Sprite uh can't age, and Sprite turns on the team and sh and he was the villain of one of the Neil Gaiman books. But like I said, uh, they changed it where Sprite is a girl now, and it actually does play into the storyline making him a girl. So I'm not even tripping on that. Plus, they made him a girl in the comics now anyway. So there you go. 
it all comes full circle. Makari, Makari is one of the biggest changes in the comics because Machar, Makari was also a white dude. You know, speedster, boom, that's powers. Uh, went from a white dude to a black deaf chick. So there you go. And not my eternals. <laughs> right. Not the ones I didn't read, you know. Uh, and you got Icarus. What do you expect? Superman, you know, strong, superpower, heat vision, the, the flying brick trope, you know, what super you lips. Right. All that. Uh the ladies went crazy every time he showed up on screen, so like that. Uh he's the white guy on the team, so you know, everybody automatically assumes he's the hero. So he's, you know, the star, he's the leader. Yeah. He's not. That's the thing. He's not. Oh, really? He's not. Yeah. That's the thing about the movie that it's kind of got me go. But the thing is, some people on the team follow him automatically. Like when shit goes down, they just look at Icarus, like, okay, Icarus, what do we do next? What the fuck y'all looking at me for? I'm the, that's the that's the leader. You're the white guy. <laughs> You're the white guy. Of course we follow you. You know. So I, I think the movie was Get you in charge. <laughs> right. I think the movie was playing on that trope a lot of times. But I'm not gonna go into it. But I did like how they how they went there with that. Uh, Kingo was another superficial change, but not a big change because in the comics, King, Kingo is a is a ninja slash samurai. But they still got one thing right that they're both movie stars. Because Kingo was around in like ancient Japan with their samurais and stuff like that. So he's a movie star in today's time because he was there. He knows how they act. So in the movie, Kingo is a Bollywood actor. You know, that's the difference. But they're both actors. So, Asia, it's still Asia. It, it's still Asian. You know, <laughs> they're trying to tap into that, you know, Asian market since China kind of clamped the doors on them. So we find <laughs> other avenues. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Circe. Circe. It's changed a little. I mean, looks wise, she pretty much looks the same. She expect she looks exactly what you expect her to look like. Just attitude wise, a little different. Like I said, still, you know, you see her in a costume, like, oh yeah, that's Cersei. You know, uh, think about Cersei that her personality a little bit differently. She's more down to earth, kind of chill, that stuff like that. When the comic, she's kind of like a little flighty, a little flirty. She's like a a, a party girl. Basically, it's like if Kim Kardashian has some powers. She was you know. a, they were hippies. This is the 60s. They were hippies. Yeah, so you had to have that one. <laughs> you know, you, the one. So that was seriously, you know, she was already partying and all stuff like that. What else we got here? Oh, Thena. Yeah, Thena. So we got Thena. And that's the thing. Like, if we, if I was to cast Cersei in the 2000s, she'd be played by Angelina Jolie. You know. But we got Angelina Jolie playing Therney, kind of like a bootleg Wonder Woman, I think. You know. Um, and it's weird because in the comics, she is kind of different because she's in love with the deviants like there's a deviant she's in love with general crow which the movie kind of hints at and plays around with but that's the thing going on with that so she likes the bad boys yeah she likes the bad boys and he's like i can change for you i'll leave so it's like a romeo and juliet type thing with them they even got kids in the comics you know but they can't tell anybody you know because... she's like she's like olivia munn she says she hang, she's all nerdy and hangs out with the geeks and loves video games but then goes and bangs aaron Rodgers and shit. <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, dc new guys eternals eclipse comics captain victory prequels is major story yes that's why he calls ragnarok because he was trying to have the new guys become the the new gods you know that's that's what you're good good on you 616 man that's exactly what happened so like i said I, I think i hit 10 characters but that's it so there's 10 characters in this movie that's a lot of movies so that's the thing if you now let me just dig into the actual movie what i think about the movie like i said what i said before i think this is a dc movie disguised as a marvel movie and i think that's one reason why the rotten tomato scores is the way it is you know uh the director Chloe Zhao even came out and said that one of her inspirations for making this movie was Man of Steel. 
Zack Snyder. So th- there's a lot of talking. Like, I'm trying to think what makes it. Yes. 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 Because yes, like there's, there's you have your Zack Snyder shit, and then mm-hmm. you have shit like Aquaman and Shazam or Wonder Woman. You know. It ain't so, that. It's it's Snyder. It's Snyder. It's a it's Snyder, Snyder movie, so a lot of talking and a lot of talking. Um, very slow mo and dark. There's no slow mo, <laughs> but there's like there's not a whole lot of fighting in it. It's not why well, I put it like this. It's not as much fighting as you would expect in a Marvel movie, because you know how Marvel movies are. Boom, boom. Every scene pretty much ends with a fight. Every scene. five minutes, there's some kind of pizzazz. Something, something. Razzmatazz. The Marvel you know, razzmatazz <laughs> to keep your attention going. Otherwise, you fall asleep in your popcorn. You know. So, but yeah. this isn't like that. This is. A lot of talking, a lot of this is this movie is kind of like a character. This is Star Trek. It it more is. It's more Star Trek than Star Wars. It really is. You know, Uh, a lot of people are debating about philosophical discussions in the movie. What should they do with their power? What shouldn't they do with their power? Long talk. They're gonna fly over. Right, and the thing is, like, right, and when they're talking about these scenes, like they're not undercut with a joke. You know, they're not like, well, what about blah blah waka waka waka? None of that. So when a scene is serious, it ends seriously. Like it's it's weight to it, like like a movie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they don't just undercut it. Just like it's wait. real cinema. It's I'm, I'm I'm not going there. I'm not going there. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to paint myself in the corner. <laughs> just, comic fans are in the audience. Punch something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could feel that. I would have actually liked the movie because his entire fan base turned on the social media because he liked the new Batman movie. And they'll be all right. Uh, but all of a sudden, they like this movie. <laughs> Hashtag Zack Snyder is the blueprint. Uh, what else we got going on with this movie? Uh, main thing, because the movie just dealing... Because, like I said, the Eternals are basically gods. And the movie treats them like gods. They're not like humans, like Tony Stark, stuff like that. All they do is just talk about what they can do for humanity, what they can't do for humanity, whether they're helping, whether they're not helping. A lot of talking, talking, talk, talk, talk. Uh, but the action scenes, when they do show up, I thought were pretty, pretty good. Better than what I expected. The third act actually bumped the movie up another point for me. Like most of the time in these Marvel movies, when you get to the third act, that's when everything goes to shit. You know, like, oh, here we go. This one, I think the third act actually stuck the land. The third act, like, oh, this, okay, we got some, some shit going. You know, especially when they, their powers just go nuts and stuff like that. Now, I will say this about the Eternals, that their powers actually nerfed from the comics. In the comics, they pretty much all had the same powers. They all can fly. They all can whatever. In this one, they have different skill sets and it turned out. Only Icarus can fly. Only seriously can change matter, you know. Only McCarthy can use super speed. Where in the comics they matter, can... huh? No shit. Yeah, in the comics she can just look at you and just turn you into a frog or whatever the fuck, you know. But in the movies, you know, she actually has to physically touch you to do something. But she doesn't do it to people because it instantly kill them. So she just only does like in- inorganic objects. So she might touch a tree and turn it to water, some shit, you know. But she can't do it from a far away. Like she Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, but Doctor Manhattan just look at you and just do the shit, you know. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> So she doesn't do that. Um, trying to think, what else can I talk about this movie? It's, it's a, like I said, a lot of talky, a lot of, but I, I, I like the philosophical discussion. I didn't feel like the movie was slow. There is a lot of movie in this movie. Like I said, you got 10 characters. You got uh, the, their boss over them, who's Erishim, the, the judge, one of the celestials. And they only show one of them, but, and they got all this mythology. Uh, they got all these side characters in here. You got the deviants. You got the different deviants. You got two uh, uh, ending credit scenes at the end of it, you know. So you just like, 
what, what, it's a lot of stuff going on in this movie. So uh, some people and some people are divided on like a lot of people don't like the movie, but they divide on why they don't like the movie. Some people saying the movie too slow. Some people saying the movie wasn't long enough. You know, it, which is it? You know, one or the other. Um, How long is it? It's two hours and 37 minutes. I think it may be the third longest Marvel that movie. It is pretty long. I don't know if it be Infinity War or not, but it, it's it's pretty long. And like I said, they they jam pack a lot of stuff in there because you get to like an hour and hour and a half into the movie, they're still introducing characters. Like you looking around, like what? Where's this guy? Why hadn't this guy showed up yet? That's in the trailer, you know. Then he finally shows up. Like, damn, okay. So they cram in as much as they can to the movie. Plus, you've got flashbacks of what they've been doing all throughout the centuries and stuff like that. Uh, and why they didn't don't interfere with Thanos or any other war, any conflict or slavery or any of this shit like that. You know, they don't go there, but it, it was in the back of my life. Why didn't y'all stop slavery? You know, or any other atrocity, you know, going on some shit, you know. Uh, they just throw some throwaway line of why they don't interfere with anything, and you just kind of okay, you go with it. So my thing is a lot of people your your opinion is gonna be in this movie basically depending on how well you connect with these characters. I connected with these characters fine. I think everybody in this movie stood out on their own. Some people had more screen time than others, but the characters that did got low amount of screen time still made an impact. I walked through this movie. I like, okay, this guy, this guy, this guy with that guy, that guy with that guy. And some people are saying that, you know, the movie was woke and it's checking every diversity box and stuff like that. Sometimes he like, it's a good thing. All right. They could have made this movie where everybody was a white guy except about two or three people. And then you'd be looking around like, okay, which one is which, which one is which? Go with the Power Ranger, you know, <laughs> aspect. The Power <laughs> Rangers are classic. They color-coded everybody by racism. And you know who they are. You, the Black Rangers, Black. The Pink Rangers, a girl. The Yellow Rangers, Asian. That race is probably. Uh, you got two white guys, but the blue one is the beta male, and the red one is the alpha, you know. Boom. And the there white one was the leader. And the white one was <laughs> the leader. So there you go. So you don't have to. So nobody ever watches Power Rangers like, which one is which? No, you know. So you know the same thing with this movie. Uh, and another reason why I think it was a DC movie because, like I said, all the Eternals have different power sets and stuff like that. Mm. All of their power sets came from the Justice League. I won't say all of them, but they very much. Uh, Icarus is very much Superman. They don't even pretend like he's not Superman. They even call him Superman in the movie. Like one of the one of the, uh, people call him Superman in the movie. There's a Batman reference. They have more references to DC comics than Marvel comics in this movie. That's another thing why I think people don't like this movie because they're like, well, well how does it tie into WandaVision or Loki? Like, it doesn't. It doesn't reference any of that shit at all. You it's mean, just... You mean doing... Galactus ain't in this? What the fuck? But people thought Erishim was Galactus, I think, so they just saw some big space monster. Ooh, that's Galactus. Like, it's not Galactus. Erishim has already been in comics. That's the thing. So none of it... So none of this ties in to anything you've seen before in the MCU. If you're going to watch the Eternals, don't have to worry about watching 50 movies and TV shows to prepare for this movie because none of it's going to matter. It won't save you. You go in this movie, almost everything in this movie is shit that's never been referenced in the Marvel comics before. I mean, in the MCU before. So it's brand new. Um, Yeah. So I think I hit everything on it. Yeah, I think I hit everything on it. So overall, I'm going to get my rating. 3.5 out of 5. I know I gushed and raised it like that, but 3.5 out of 5, because this movie is divisive and it's divisive for a good reason. Uh, reason it's divisive is because it, it changes up the Marvel formula. Some people are going to like that. Some people are not going to like that. Um, it doesn't tie into anything. So if you've been watching other stuff, it's not going to you know reward you for watching other stuff. Some people are going to uh, connect these characters. Some people are not. The, the storyline is a little bit slower place. Uh, slower so this pace. doesn't set up Blade? 
<laughs> or <laughs> it does. Or it does set up. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. I just go ahead and spoil it. I spoil it for you, but but you won't know it unless you. Okay, I tell you the second credit. So there's vampires in it. <laughs> Not vampires in it. Not vampires in it. I'm, I'm gonna tell you what happened because a lot of people are gonna watch the second uh in credit scene and not gonna know what the fuck happened. So I'll explain what happened to you. Okay, so Black Knight is at the end of Dame Whitman. He's in the he's in the movie stuff like that. So he shows up. He finds his caliber, which is really the ebony blaze. So right before he touches it, there's a voice that says, "Don't touch that." It's a black man's voice. But you're like, "Who is it? You know who is it?" And she comes out and says, "That was Mahersha Ali saying it." You don't see him. They, it's just his voice. That's it. <laughs> so technically blade is kind of in it but not in it you know so um yeah but that's about it so but you won't know unless you watch the interview from her otherwise you're gonna say yeah, Who's and i was just talking? joking yeah <laughs> I, I just pulled that out like well what other marvel movies coming up <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but that's it so like i said some and some big and some big states like i said the third act goes ape shit there's some big states in it Oh, uh, honestly, other than them fighting Thanos, this is like the biggest shit that any superhero has done before. You're like, man, any more guys? The Eternals ain't enough of this. They where the Avengers at? You know, with Thor or some shit <laughs> like that. You know, because some big shit does go down in the third act. So, yeah. Um, so like I say, save the universe again. Well, that's the thing. That's like I said, it's a philosophical dis- uh, discussion. At the end of the movie, the final bite is whether or not did they save the universe or not. But like I said, I'm not going to spoil it. That's what I like about the movie because you don't know if they save the universe or not at the end of the movie, really. What is saving the universe? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Are we the hero? Are we the villain? You know, stuff like that. You know, existential crisis. That's what I want for my superheroes. That's what one man's paradise is another man's hell. (laughs) (laughs) And people in the theater just waking up from their popcorn, blow some up, you know. (laughs) So kick his ass. (laughs) Right. Fuck him up. Yeah, so that's what I think. So, like, like I said, if anybody that's not a fan of the MCU, and I'm gonna just say this, just leave it alone. Anybody that's not a fan of the MCU, this movie is not gonna make you a fan. I'm sorry. I know she's an Oscar and stuff like that, but it's not gonna turn you around. This is not real cinema and everything else. Shit, nah, it's another Marvel movie. Honestly, where I rank it in the Marvel movies, not the middle, maybe slightly higher than the middle. You know, definitely not at the bottom. Like they talking about Rotten Tomatoes, like uh, lower than. Thor the Dark World and all of the Iron Man 3. Hell no. It's nowhere near that. Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, it's better than oh Hell, I, I rank it better than Black Widow. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. So, I don't know what the hell they were talking about. But, like I said, everybody's got an opinion. Opinions like assholes. Everybody's got one. You know? So, um, hold up. I think 616 Man got something else on there. Let's see. Where the fuck is he? Oh, I got to turn on my comments. I haven't mm. seen any of this. Oh, yeah. All look right, at him. Yeah, he's all up. Uh... Oh, yeah. Uh, six one six man. Did you did you watch it? Or are you just guessing like absolutely correctly on everything? <laughs> You're like, I don't see. I know what happened with the movie <laughs> when it was Zack Snyder movie because the entire fan base turned on him. Yeah, we saw that. Uh, Avengers fans were hyped because of Black Knight. Well, here's the thing: there are no Black Knight fans. <laughs> Sorry, even people that read Avengers, nobody really cares for the Black Knight. Uh, selection, Marvel effects, basically creation of everything in the plant, selection, eggs, and planting, and create superhuman. Uh, some power protect Earth and get it. Uh, protect the egg from devouring on the Galactus. Uh, six one six man. This actually half the plot. Actually, very very close to plot. I won't really get into the plot, but that's all what happens. Yeah, Earth is just a big ass egg for uh, a baby celestial. So that's the plot. All right. So I think you're up next, Eli. Let's see what we got for you. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna give you one because I'm I need some water. I've been talking too much. So I don't know what this is, but I'll let you dig into. Oh, it. 
This is, I guess, Marvel is doing a Halloween special next Halloween for Disney Plus. Okay. And they cast a werewolf by night, Jack Russell. Uh, I'm trying to get his name right now. He's a Mexican guy, so he's not white. <laughs> hmm. Okay, because because J- Jack Russell was always white in the comics, but yeah, Ga- Ga- Gail Garcia Bernal is his name. He's a Mexican dude. I've seen him. So I think he was on Agents of Shield. Maybe. Um, hmm. Uh, not sure what he's from. Oh, he was in Transformers. Oh no. No, maybe he's not. I don't know. Or he did the voice for that. I don't know. Anyways, he's uh, he's cast as Jack Russell in The Werewolf by Night, but they're also um, is it Jake Gomez or Lopez, the the newer uh, Werewolf by Night, the native Werewolf by Night, is also right. going to be in this. Interesting. Um, okay. Jake Gomez, yeah. The, the one, one that, that was ta- just created like five minutes ago. Yeah, the one that Taboo wrote. Um, so he's going to be in it too. So, yeah. So now that I think about it, both both the werewolves are native. Now you think about it. I mean, the Mexicans, they're indigenous, so. <laughs> yeah, so, hey, that's, that's, <laughs> it's your time, Eli. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, sure. Marvel News, I mean, yeah, I like werewolves. We'll see what they do. I'm sure they're not going to be ripping out throats and shit, but, you know, it'll be cool. They'll cut away from it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it'll <Yeah>. happen off screen <laughs> or it'll, they'll talk about it in a new segment or something like that after you know the guy just screams oh, you know yeah oh, no cut away yeah right so that, that's pretty cool so for yeah october 2022 uh when it, when it will air on disney plus so, it'll probably cool. have like a dance number in this like there won't be anything like you expect <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm a b i'm a b <laughs> <laughs> or it might you never know eli you know disney plus might have like a thriller dance uh, and shit. No, I'm, I'm saying they might have like a, a Disney after dark, you know, around that time, you know, and this might be the launch season. Oh, I watched uh, the, they had the Lego Star Wars uh, Halloween special and it was pretty funny. They were making references to all these horror movies and shit and like the Lost Boys where like Kylo Ren was like the lo- one of the Lost Boys, like he's joining the gang, like the, the Knights of Ren were like the vampires and it was like scenes right out of the Lost Boys. It was pretty funny. It was, it was <laughs> yeah. So what we got here, Jack Russell will be the mentor for the new werewolf by night. I hope he's not just another sidekick. But like you said, they're both, you know, both one's native, one's Hispanic like that. So it's not like, you know, the handsome white guys just got to. Yeah, I mean, they're both they're both family curses, right? Or some shit. I can't remember. Yeah. So I don't know. All right. This this was also you. Oh, let me get 616 man out there because I don't know if you can see it. Nope. What do we got? I'm all screwed up. Let's get six one six man out of here. Not out of here, but you know. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. We're not leaving. Yeah, right. right. Get the <laughs> fuck out. You know. Uh, what can we see? Book of yeah, book of uh oh. Boba. Oh yeah, book of Boba Fett. So yeah, that's the Boba Fett show finally dropped the trailer, and I gotta say, it looks dope. It's all gangster shit. It's like fucking Boba Fett. You know, he took over Jabba's palace, and it looks like he's taking over the criminal underworld, and that's what we're seeing. Um. Yeah, and I'm all for it. That's what that's what I've been waiting for. I've been waiting for the criminal underworld, the scum and villainy in the Star Wars universe. Um, I know the Mandalorian touched upon that. You know, we got to see a little bit of that. But let's get serious. The Mandalorian was still set up for Skywalker shit. Baby Yoda, 
cloning. It, right, it wasn't Luke even Skywalker. Skywalker. It was just uh, it yeah. was just like Ahsoka. A... Ahsoka was in it. Like all, it was still shoehorned into the Skywalker saga and filling up, you know, filling up plot holes that were regarding the shit that was going on with the Skywalkers and the fucking Emperor and all that shit. It was still that shit. And here's Boba Fett doing just crime shit. And that's what right. I've been waiting for. My thing is, uh, Mandalorian season two was a backdoor pile of everything. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, it set, it set up a bunch of shows and like this one. So, yeah, this is because they were talking about making the Boba Fett movie. They were talking about getting, uh, what's his name? The Logan, the guy who directed Logan to, to Man, do Man, it. Mangold. Yeah, James Mangold. He was supposed to, he was in talks to direct a Boba Fett movie. And maybe that's what this developed into. You know, just a Boba Fett doing some criminal underworld grimy shit, which is what I've been waiting for. I mean, they've done this shit in the comics and in the, and in the books, the, the extended universe novels and shit. But, in the uh, comics, yeah. We, we, yeah. I mean, you reviewed them, hell, early this year. Yeah, the War of the Bounty Hunters, all that shit. But even like earlier, like Dark Horse was doing just a Boba Fett working for Jabba. Just doing, you know, doing fucking, you know, grimy shit for Jabba. So that, that's what I've been waiting for, you know, to see. So finally, this, this looks like what it's going to happen. It looks like it's like, you know, some gangster, outlaw, Western bounty hunter, you know. Godfather. I heard a lot of people yeah. compare it to the Godfather. Godfather, you know. Scarface, you know, all of, you know, Untouchables, all that shit. That's what it looked like. So I'm, I'm, I'm stoked for it. Yeah, so. Yeah, cool. same here. I've been waiting for a standalone Boba Fett saga without the, without, you know, from... Cause removed they, they from the Skywalker because yeah. they have to expand it. I mean, the, the Skywalker at this point is just like the toothpaste at the bottom of like used toothpaste. Being like, yeah, I mean, you don't can't get squeeze me wrong. that anymore. You know? Don't get me wrong. It was awesome to see Luke again and to see Luke kick ass. You know, but you know, we should have seen that in the movies. But right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for for yeah, but for you know, a show about the Mandalorians, we should have been seeing more crime shit, and it just turned into oh, he's guarding Baby Yoda. And navigating, you know, navigating that journey about where Baby Yoda goes and how he ties into the rest of the saga and shit. And that's basically what Mandalorian was. It was just, uh, uh, you know, shoehorned into, you know, the old movies. And this looks like it's removed from that. This is like, you know, it's just the criminal underworld, the scum and villainy shit that I've been waiting for. So I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. So and December, right? December, yep. Christmas so, I'm trying to think, so do we know what time? Like I said, we got um, Hawkeye, and we got yeah. this. So, which one? Hey, it's Star, it's Star Wars season again. When when Star Wars came back in what 2015 during the holidays, yeah, that's what that you know that that made my Christmas. You know, having Star Wars shit, new Star Wars shit during Christmas time made the holidays so that much more enjoyable. So that's what I'm stoked for again. Like, cool, we got some Star Wars shit coming out during the holidays, and I'm like. You know, Jack Frost roasting on an open fire, or how the lyrics go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought it was maybe it was cold outside. You go sing that one because you can't. That one, <laughs> that they they canceled that one. Yeah. All uh, right. This creepy was also, song. Is it creepy? Is it weird? Is that what it was? Know. It's because he's creeping. He didn't have consent to go inside. Well, no, it was cold. I think he was she freezing. was in. Well, or no, I thought she that, was in his know. house. She was in his house. So he wouldn't let her leave or some shit. Oh, yeah. Some shit like that. Some <clears throat> consensual. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Anyway, like I said, we, we, we're too woke nowadays. But this, this is yours also. Iconic Clint Eastwood voice. Oh, yes. Okay, so um, so the Navajo Nation, they've been dubbing movies um, into their language, the Navajo language. They've done it with Star Wars. I think they've done it with a, a Disney movie. Was it Frozen or Toy Story? Um, anyways, they're doing it again with a fistful of dollars. Clint Eastwood, Sergio Leone, uh, Spaghetti Western classic, based on a samurai movie by Akira Kurosawa called Yojimbo. Pretty much the same movie, beat for beat, the same plot. Only one's a samurai, this one's a cowboy. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, them preserving their culture through pop, pop culture, preserving their language through movies. Pretty cool. So. Subtitles, no subtitles. I'm sure it'll be subtitles. Ah, suck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't speak Navajo. I'm not Navajo. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know any Navajo except Yatehe, which I think means high. You know what I'm saying? Like no subtitles. You, you know, you're basically like, <laughs> like hard you're, mode. You got to learn that shit. You... Yeah, you're fucking hardcore otaku and shit. <laughs> right. Oh, shit. Uh... Yatehe, that's all I know. <laughs> All right. So pretty cool. I mean, fistful of dollars is you know, the 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 man they they call it the man with no name. The first movie in the man with no name trilogy, um, a few dollars more, which is my favorite out of those movies. And then of course the good, the bad, the, the bad, ugly, the ugly, yeah, the, the epic. That one's just too big. I, it's classic, but my favorite is the second one, Indio. Yeah, I learned how to whistle from that. I learned how to whistle from that song. I heard I was like I gotta learn how to whistle. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh yeah, what do we got next on here? I think we got uh my boy? Yeah, let's go my Your boy. boy. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, computer. Okay. My graphs are slowing down, computer started to act up. But where are we at now? Yeah, Dominic Toretto, Vin Diesel. Oh yeah. Family, family. Okay, because he's trying to get the family back together. Let's see, Clint Eastwood pop culture. Old man trying to understand modern times. That's that's every old man. Yeah. <laughs> that is a trope. Uh let's see what we got. I'm gonna see if I can see this. Because uh basically Vin Diesel put out a, a Instagram post the other day, basically directed for Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And he's trying to get Dwayne the Rock Johnson back to the Fast and Furious franchise. I guess it's kind of a pseudo apology or something. I don't really know. Um that is too small for me, so I'm going to read it on my phone. But no, I'm pretty sure you can see that. Because <laughs> the very first part of it was yeah, that it got small. Me. It looks like they're about to make out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. So let me see. Damn, wait. All right, because the first thing I wanted to show you on there, even though it's very small, it was basically talking about how I don't like how Vin Diesel started off the apology. Because the first thing he says is, to my little brother, Dwayne. Like, you already <laughs> fucked up, man. You already fucked up. He already don't like you anyway. Then you already calling him a little brother. He don't. He's not your little brother. He don't like you. He says it repeatedly. He don't like you. He called you a candy ass a bunch of times. You know. Uh, so then he's telling you that. He, so he's trying to basically pause that. Shoe turn it sideways, <laughs> right? And shove it straight up your ass. You know. So yeah. So people strudel. <laughs> so Vin Diesel already screwed up also because he already got this big ego basically saying he taught Vin, uh, The Rock how to act and telling him what he can and can't do in this movie and taking him more seriously 
So, uh, yeah, Vindy's versus Rock Fast Family Saga. So he's really he's really trying to fast up. Now, maybe this is just a publicity stunt that we don't know about. Maybe they've already made it behind the scenes, or maybe it never was beef to begin with, and Rock is going to be in Fast 10, you know. But if not, whatever. Just in the movie at this point. Like I said, I'm one of the biggest Fast and Furious fans you'll, you'll meet, you'll find on the internet or anywhere. But I'm ready for it to end. You know the mythology. I know the myth. I know the lore, you know. Yeah. But they went to space. After that, it's kind of like, what else can you do? You know, I mean, join the Eternals or some shit. I don't know what the fuck time travel. Do, yeah, go time travel, dinosaurs. alternate dimensions, clones, you know. Yeah, zombies. <laughs> yeah, you know, some aliens. Like, it's endless. Transformers. Yeah, <laughs> I think that I would was a watch thing. the Fast and Furious. I think that was a thing at one time. They were trying to get off the ground because they're both universal. So yeah, I, I, I would I totally watch true. the shit out of that. If, yeah, like, I don't know how true that is, but I, I heard that was a thing. They were trying to get off the ground, but yeah, yeah. Like so they, like they go back, like they, oh, we got to go back to Robin semis again, <laughs> <laughs> right? And then one like of you, them turns out to be Optimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> one last ride. Now, now the way that here's the thing about this. Now, one reason I don't think the Rock is coming back to this franchise is because Rock doesn't need them anymore. Uh, now I know everybody loves the first Frank, uh, Fast and Furious movies, and they saying like everything went down at their first movie. Honestly, I thought the first movie sucked. That's just me. It was okay. It was How about point... the tuna? No tuna? That's the best one. <laughs> I guess. Whatever. It's a point break ripoff. Can we admit that? Can we admit it's a point break ripoff? That's all it, it is. This guy sandwich crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my whole thing about it. It's a point break ripoff. It was okay. Then the movies kind of just went downhill from there. Even though Tokyo Drift was kind of okay. I kind of liked it, you know. But the movies didn't get good until Dwayne The Rock Johnson showed up. That's when the movie started getting good. From five, six, seven, those are the best ones out there because the rain, Dwayne The Rock Johnson just brought energy to those movies. Now, before then, had no energy. After that, they waning down a little bit. They still going crazy and nuts like that, but they kind of waning down a little bit. But if the Rock ain't coming back, we don't need any more of these movies. They can they can let it go. They can style. Vin Diesel can find something else. Don't they have another franchise? Well, don't they have Calvin and Hobbes or whatever it's called? Oh, yeah. And he's he wants to do that. So why he come back to them when he already got his own Fast Furious franchise? <laughs> And he just bring all the other people except Vin Diesel over there to them. And they had robots in that movie. Yeah, they fought a fucking super soldier in that movie. Oh, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was based on the plot of Metal Gear in that movie. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, so that's my whole thing. All right, so uh, last thing we're going to talk about before we get to the actual comic book section, but we're going to move on from this. And uh, we're going to talk about Marvel's The Avengers. All right, Eli, do you want the good news or do you want the bad news? It's all good news to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're so optimistic. <laughs> uh, let's see. What, what we got with 6.6, man? Fans 1 through 4 versus fat onwards um, fans. Uh, honestly, that's the thing with 6.6. I don't even remember. Like, the fourth one, I don't even remember that one. I don't even remember the plot that one. I don't know who's in it. I think Yaga Knight was in it. That was about it. So, that's what I'm saying. But from when the Rock, Vin Diesel, that's the thing. The dumber these movies get, the better they get. That's what I like about <laughs> Well, they're all kind of dumb. No, but the dumber. They need to get dumber. Like, like, okay, the first few are like straight up comedies to me. You just laugh because they're so dumb. And then the second ones are, you know, entertaining blockbuster action flicks. Yeah, but I'm just saying, <laughs> but you get really like dumb shit like they've fallen out of cars. You know, I mean, they've fallen out of planes and cars and shit. You yeah. know, going into space. <laughs> just get dumb with this stuff, man. Don't think about it. Just go, you know. Um. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mars Avengers. I'm, I'm trying to evade the subject. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's start with the good news first. Okay. Now, the one thing that everybody has only cared about, again, the only thing that keeps people interested in this game is when is Spider-Man coming out? And we have confirmation. Oh, November really? 30th. November 30th, Spider-Man drops. Like, they, they're like, did they not know that there was like two Spider-Man games already? <laughs> yeah, and people don't care. They want them in this game. Like, why when you can play other Spider-Man games and you know for a fact he won't be as good in this game as he is in other games? But they're like, where's Spider-Man? Uh, Fast Spirit told you to be a player. That was, was hilarious. The- it was hilarious, but I still like it. Out of, out of the first four, that's I my love favorite. It. it goes, Tokyo, Japan. Like, <laughs> like Tokyo, Minnesota, you yeah, know? yeah, not, not, not Tokyo, Louisiana, <laughs> right. Tokyo, Japan. Oh, I get it now. Like, <laughs> oh man, so uh, yeah, but that's the good news about it. So, Spider Man actually comes out November 30th, but bad news only on PlayStation 4 and 5. So, on my PC, on my Xbox, or oh, well, I don't have an Xbox, but I, on, I may or may not get one, I don't get to play it. So, that's my it. Now, another bad news about it. Honestly, I think once they put Spider-Man out, I think they're done. I think I think it's over this game. I don't think they're gonna do anything else with this game. They're gonna move on to something else, maybe crank out another Tomb Raider or some shit, another Final Fantasy, and just isn't this bombing? Like, why do they keep doing this shit? Oh, they're bombing hard. That's the that's the bad news I was gonna talk about because uh doing the quarterly reports, the CEO of Square Enix said this game was a disappointment, <laughs> like to the shareholders. So that should tell you right there, this game is in trouble. You know, or just dead, not even trouble, just dead. You know, uh, Marvel game fans sound like they want to upgrade it. Ultimate Alliance reboot with all Marvel characters. They have that, just it's on the Switch. They have it. It came out last year, you know. But here's my thing as far as how I feel about this game, it's one of my favorite comic book video games out there. I think it's one of the best ones. Now, not, not like you got Arkham, you know, you got Spider Man. I think it's that tier down there i think the next tier you know in that range you know marvel's capcom injustice that range right there because it gives you what you want like everybody plays differently you got hulk hulking around you got thor throwing mole year you know hell you got a whole black panther dlc two-hour campaign mode i mean what does he want people still complaining they give you spider-man people still complaining i think at this point people don't even know what they're complaining about they just like fuck this game you know so i don't know i'm still gonna play it regardless of what happens like i said Everything is subjective, just like Eternals. We're talking about Eternals. Some people like it, some people don't. This game, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. So move on. Oh, uh, I guess we move on to the uh the comic part now. I guess. Past that. Is, yeah. is that it? We got yeah. through everything. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. good. I mean, we're making a good time. We're making a good time. Okay. Like I said, like this comic book bullies, where we talk about the comic books, and we're gonna jump into it. And Eli, you have a load. So I'm gonna let you go first. Um, I do. Should I start out with Superman 78? Sure. Yeah. So Superman 78, number three, an ode to Richard Donner Superman movies, the Superman, the Donnerverse. Is that what that's called? The Donner Cut? Yeah, the Donnerverse, Donner Cut. Yeah. Yeah. So Christopher Reeve, Margot Kidder, Gene Hackman, you know, that era of uh, Superman. Um, This story has Brainiac coming down to Metropolis threatening to shrink it unless Superman surrenders to which he does. He, he surrenders to Brainiac. Brainiac takes him up to his ship, shrinks him down into Candor. He goes to Candor. He finds his mom and dad. Wait. 
At the yeah. date? Okay. No, because uh, not according to this. I don't know. I'm I'm not a big you know the biggest Superman fan. I mean, we, so we I don't, I don't, saw the planet blow up, but but this is the Donner verse. So we saw I don't know. Open do- Whatever. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Right. They're still Let's... alive in Candor. So he meets okay. his mom and dad in Candor, and they're like, you know, um, this is your home. You're back home now. This is where you were meant to be. You're gonna learn science. Blah blah blah. He has a conversation with them. You know, he's walking around uh, Metropolis, Metropolis, uh, Krypton. <laughs> he's never been there before. So yeah, he he has a reunion with his parents. It's kind of kind of poignant. Meanwhile, back down on Earth, Lois Lane gets kidnapped, and she wakes up in Lex Luthor's lair. And she's like, I am the greatest criminal mind of our time, and I know how to get back Superman. So. To be continued, as in Lex Luthor, Superman savior. <laughs> so, nice. Okay. So yeah, it's fun. Fun, like I said. If you if you're a fan of the Donnerverse, you're a fan of those old movies. Which yes, they're fun, fluffy fun. That's what this is. So my my, my thing is, even I got to be completely honest about it. I don't like the continuity changes they're, they're doing. <laughs> That's all. I know. I, I know. I shouldn't be bothered with that. This shit bothers me. I'm just saying. <laughs> How the fuck? No, I don't know. I, I yeah, I don't know. I thought it blew up, but I'm like, hey, they're back. Whatever. Okay. Maybe, okay. maybe you know, Brainiac got down there as Clark's fucking thing was floating by or something. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Like I said, I'm I'm maybe thinking too much about it. I'm I, I really shouldn't be putting that much thought into it, but or maybe he went back in time. Who knows? Yeah, that's what yeah. I'll say. Probably you got the infinity gun, the time stone. It went back. <laughs> yeah, let, let's 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 fix their plot holes. Let's do that. <laughs> uh, something like Brainiac is uh, fooling Donna Bird, Superman with uh, fake robot parents. Or that could be it. Who knows? Maybe that's, that's actually it. genius. Yeah, I guarantee you that's not what happened. <laughs> <laughs> or they are just projections of the fucking. Uh, I mean, that would be the, genius, yeah. But I guarantee you, that's not what happened. They did. I, I bet you the people that write this book, if they heard that plot, they'd be like, "Damn, why did you think of that?" You know, <laughs> just so. So four um, out of five. I'm liking it. I'm digging it. You know, so it's fun. Okay. All right. So my book, I got. Like I said, I only got two books, so I'm gonna make it count the best I can. This book I had to review. This is a uh, rocket and icon. Like I said, we're doing more milestones. That came out this week. Yep. Oh shit! Oh, I gotta oh. review them because because DC Universe gave them to me for free, so I'm definitely gonna review them. Oh well, <clears> I <throat> guess I'm getting it spoiled. So good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. This is for some some shit go kind of goes down in this book. You know. Uh, let me see if I can show you the cover of it because the cover of it is kind of interesting. It's a. Uh, oh, add the stream. Boom. There you go. Okay, so it's the cover of Icon, like with his hands up, and then Rocket, you know, throwing the middle middle finger. It's almost like an exact replica of Boondocks. Oh which, yeah, yeah. Which Reg, Reggie Hutland wrote this book and also had a hand in the in the Boondocks, you know, uh, animated series. So I'm almost guaranteed that that is direct reference to Boondocks. That's just me. Anyway, moving on past yeah, that. I didn't, I didn't see this shit. Yeah, so I would have got, got it if I would have. Yeah, so, so some shit goes down. So let's just go to it and see what happens. Okay, so last time we left off, that creepy ass roach alien that was uh. You know, they uh that Amazon black chick came around and was and was fucking him up. And he's going to kill Raquel's mom, you know, Rocket's mom. You mm-hmm. know, uh right before it happens, that's when the Amazon chick grabs her sword, her sword shoots a beam out or something. 
and then chops his head off, you know. Damn. Yeah, so his head's gone. And she's like, you could have hit her. She's like, that buys us a little bit of time. So she jumps out the window and boom, lands on the ground. And that's when Icon shows up. And, and you know, they're just like, okay, go rescue your mom. And now your mom's sake will make sure she's sick. I go handle this, this roach monster or whatever, you know. And his head grows back, <laughs> you know. And they're like, oh, what the fuck, you know. Uh, and they're basically asking like, you know, Rocket, like, do you know that Amazon chick down there? You're like, nah, you know? You're like, no. Okay. Well, anyway, you get, take care of your mom. I'll fight this, I'll fight this monster. And so they go down there and they fight and you know uh and let's cut to the end yeah so you don't pass it oh yeah yeah rocket <laughs> i like this part right here Yuck, uh, rocket yeets him in the nuts <laughs> kicks him across the stand and then our icon goes chasing after him throws him to another building uh and then he tries to rescue other people oh this is a little easter egg i don't think anybody ever caught the book he's reading the book he's reading is the Black Freighter, Curse of the Black Freighter. Oh, from Watchmen. From Watchmen. You're like, okay, that's odd, but okay, doesn't matter. So, and this part right here makes no sense whatsoever. So they cut, and but I like this part. So they cut to a scene in a barbershop where they're fighting outside the barbershop. One dude is like, man, somebody's out there fighting, man. What, what's going on? He's like, no, nah, never mind. Don't die is the question. Who's the best athlete of all time? Michael Jordan and LeBron James. I'm like, what the fuck do they have to do with the story? It don't matter. They argue for it the whole panel. You know, somebody start bringing up, nah, Deion Sanders is a better athlete. Nah, Serena Williams is a better athlete. Like, and he like, nah, y'all quit arguing. There's really some shit going on the outside of it, you know. So they go back to it. And yeah, then all of a sudden, the icon and them like destroy the entrance of the barbershop. And, he, and one of the people in the barbershop like, I know you had roaches, but not this bad. I'm leaving, you know. Uh, and then the the roach monster like blasts icon in the face icon heat visions the monster but the monster end up getting away and, and yeah and rocket says like man why don't y'all and she's talking to the people in the neighborhood why don't y'all do something about this monster he was like man we ain't go through the ba big bang we ain't got no superpowers he's like y'all don't need no superpowers y'all know what to do and then the amazon black chicks are like what, what are you doing what you doing with the finger guns like you know what i mean with the finger guns like okay let's do it so they just start shooting <laughs> <laughs> they should pull out guns out of their pocket to start shooting at the roach monster and shit like that you know but while they're doing that they 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 aim ain't worth a damn so they actually start shooting at everything you know they barely even hit the monster they're shooting at bystanders almost hit a baby but it turns out that the amazon chick <laughs> also has telekinetic powers so she stopped everybody from getting killed you know um so she was like look since y'all suck at aiming just shoot me I'm like what yeah just shoot me so they shoot him uh shoot rocket light her up and you know she got uh kinetic powers and shit like this so now that she's full she gets ready to, to uh, eat the rock uh roach monster again but he takes off it's like damn all right so but and the icon has just got his ass beat by him half his face messed up like his alien side is really showing and rock is just like who was that guy he's like okay so who that guy was was actually uh, a alien i met like 100 years ago and he's a shapeshifter but we call him the manhunter from mars I'm like wait what yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Mar Milestone is playing around with the DC universe in here. But anyway, so the Amazon chick just flies off, and they go rescue Rocket's mom, and she's got like a thousand questions for Icon, you know. But they hide her until they can find out what to do next. And this part is messed up, also. So the an hour later, the police finally show up, you know. Uh, but they don't rescue anybody except the landlord, and the landlord said, "Look, all y'all evicted." <laughs> You're like, why are you victim up? We had nothing to do with this. You know, I don't care. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, as a matter of fact, they put an APB out on Icon because they blaming him for destroying the neighborhood. Um, and yeah, so the government, we're just gonna cut to the end. The government, um, says the the Martian Manhunter, whatever, like that, couldn't get the job gun, but that's okay. We got another team gonna take him out. So you got some other people getting ready to kill Icon, and that's the book. So it was pretty fun, just action, 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 fun stuff. It was a fun book. I like it. So yeah, like I said, as far as uh what we're getting from Milestone, Icon is far away the best book they have right now. So yeah, but like I said, it's only one like personally personally uh written by Reggie Hudson. So all right. So uh what you got? Um so Batman Reptilian number five. Okay, I think this is the last one, right? No, there's one more. Really? Okay. Yeah. I thought it was uh, yeah, I thought it was uh the last one too. No, there's there is a one more after this, the conclusion. So this is Garth Ennis with Liam Sharp. Um, and it's uh, Batman is searching for something. There's a monster going around killing all of Batman's villains. Um, and it's some lizard monster that turns out um, Killer Croc, he has some sort of DNA in his evolutionary cycle of his life, he gave birth to this thing. So, Killer Croc is its mom. Is his mom? Um. Uh, so basically, the monster is trying to reunite with its parent, with Killer Croc, and then so that's where we pick up here. Um. They're trying to escape. This thing's after them. Batman and Killer Croc are running through the sewers while this thing is chasing them, and they're, they're having a conversation. Basically, Batman's, you know, exposition dump, talking about his DNA, and, you know, some lizards are trying to, you know, can, uh, uh, you know, spontaneously reproduce like he did, and some of their young um, will try to eat their mother. <laughs> Wow. Okay. <laughs> so that's why he think they, they think that this thing is trying to do. He's trying to eat it, its parent. So that's what they're doing. Um, Batman basically goes, you know what? I got an idea. Um, I'm going to take care of this. And at the end of the book, he dives into the monster's mouth. Well, that's not very smart. Yeah. And that's what it says to be continued. Okay. Well, obviously so, Batman's not going to die. So yeah. yeah. So he's got a plan. He's got something in his utility belt. He prepared for this. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, it just shows, like, you know. Baby croc spray or some shit. Yeah, yeah it, it shows, you know, uh, you know, Alfred watching on the monitor. Bruce! And then to be to be concluded. So, again, it's a fun Garth Ennis, sarcastic, dark humor mixed with, like, horror and shit. It's fun. Four out of five. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yes, 616, man. That's what they determined last issue that Killer Croc is asexual. That he is, uh, you know, he can be both sexes. You know, like uh, like life finds a way, like in Jurassic Park. Yeah. Is asexual the right term? I guess I don't know. We'll go with it. We'll go with it. Something yeah. that they're able, he's able to reproduce. Yeah, like, so I guess it is asexual reproduction. Yes, like seahorses can do that. Starfish. Some frogs, yeah, some other yeah species can do that. And this thing is after it's, yeah, basically looking for nutrients 
and um, trying to feed and going after its mom or parent, whatever. <laughs> I'm not going to assume genders. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all right. Like I said, we've been talking about internals, all stuff like that. And everybody read, well, most people have read Neil Gaiman's run. But since I didn't really have many books to read, I decided to go ahead and review uh, Jack Kirby's old run of Eternals number two. Hold on, we've got the reptilian reproduce like that. Yeah, some reptiles reproduce like that. Yeah. Chameleons, I think. Maybe lizards, some lizards. Maybe. Reproduce oh, wow. Like you, you, uh, you've been commenting? I, I did by accident. I was trying to oh. type it in, but I, I commented by accident. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll delete that later on. But yeah. Uh, yeah, but like I said, we're going to review Eternals number two, just the old Jack Kirby shit, like back in the day, you know. Uh, basically, just give us an idea of what the Eternals is. I'm trying to see if I remember everything that happened in this book. Cause like I said, these old books, they cram like a ton of shit in here, but then we'll just go with it. <clears throat> and even on there, it says, even better than Chariots of the Gods, which he's talking about that, that book we just talked about earlier. Um, so anyway, they're in an Incan temple. And they, they, a shadow goes over the entire land. And what is the shadow? It is the spaceship of the space gods, you know, the celestials. So it shows what it looks like. And if you look, see it, it actually has an Incan design on it itself, which means that they influence the Incan culture just for coming here, you know, because they're gods, you know. Uh, so like I said, so the main deviant, General Crow, who's also in the movie, they briefly mentioned him, but he's Crow, and he's upset seeing the space guys again. Look, I we're ready for you. We've seen you a thousand years, we're gonna kill you. Uh, you think you got it? We're gonna send you packing back in space, guys. So lightning strikes his feet, <laughs> you know. Uh, they were like, Quit saying this dumb shit. You may you pissing off the guys, you know. I don't care what they are, I'm right out of here. Screw the guys, you know, and then runs, you know. We know what he really said because basically what, what's going on is that. We'll, we'll come back to it later on what happened with it but anyway the temple is getting destroyed they run out of there and they run to the very end of it uh and they get to the bottom of it and they find out exactly what happened with like why the deviants hate the space gods so much the reason they hate the space gods is because way back uh way way back in ancient times the deviants took over the world it's gonna be everything they enslaved humanity everything was them and they was all about reproducing debauchery all the stuff like that uh technology uh they enslaved humanity so when the space guys came back to check on to see what they did after they uh you know created everything the deviants attacked them thinking they would come and attack them space guys didn't like that so they nuked them you know thousands of years before a nuke was even born the nuke was so powerful it bounced from continent to continent destroying everything flooded the entire world that's where the great flood came from so and the Eternals didn't do anything to stop it. They just let world be what it is. But Icarus flew down to see what was going on. And lo and behold, he saw a giant ark floating by. So he decided to help the ark by showing them where to come to, you know, for a mountaintop. So that's when the people, you know, the, the guys with them, travel guys, were like, wait, you you met Noah? You're like, yeah, Noah's cool. Big beard. Cool guy. You know, you know. Right. The raincoat and shit. <laughs> right. So he was like, so there's only one way. So the space guys are coming, but I can't understand anything they're saying. But there is one person that can understand them. And it was an Incan god. Just call him uh Tuka. What do you call him? I I'm I'm screwing up. Tekka Tuka. Is it, it so. an Aztec? Or what, what is it? It's it's Incan, but oh. I tried to Google it and I don't think it's a thing. I think it's just some shit Jack Kirby just made up. But anyway. Because I know, I know, I mean, I know some for like some of them South American tribes, like Incans and Aztecs, okay. 
You're not I'm supposed a... to say their names. That's what I hear. Some some of their gods. You're not. Well, fuck, to Eli. You should have told me that. Yeah. <laughs> but let me. <laughs> all right. Well, let me see because I think I can. Uh. Yeah. Okay. I'm. A, I'm gonna see if you. Can name. Yeah. Teku. Teku Matsten. Teku Matsten. Yeah. I'm. I'm not. I, I mean. I don't know. But. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm. I don't. I, I'm not familiar with it. But. Yeah. Okay. And if you did know, you don't have to say it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you. All of a sudden, you get struck by lightning in the middle of the podcast. I don't want that to happen. So. Yeah. Or we get canceled by you know South America. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but anyway, he's gonna rescue. He's gonna resurrect this Incan God. This Incan God has actually been holed up in this in this place since then. So he knows how to unlock it, and you know, and so he does something reanimate reanimates him or whatever like that and he forms himself and it turns out it is ajak ajak was the inking god the entire time there i can totally see just kirby just totally having fun drawing this shit yeah yeah all this kirby shit you know all yeah. the light they call it the kirby crackle you know all the stuff like that so that's the thing so he resurrected ajak ajak was the inking god because he was there when the space guys were there originally and since the, when they left, he stayed there and they just worshipped him as a guy just gave him a name, you know. So he's like, hey, Jack, you know me. I've been here the whole time. He's like, oh, so you're the Incan guy? Yeah, it's me. You know. Well, so, here, here's indoor plumbing for your people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. So, and it turns out not only resurrected Ajax, Jack, but he resurrected all these other cultures from other races and stuff like that. And they're helping out, you know, Species of the Face God also. So they go into this room and basically, the guys is like, "Oh, this must be just ground control." You know, basically they're setting up weapon, uh, setting up equipment to talk to the space god because Ajax is the only one that can talk to him. He's the only one that can understand him. He basically is the only one they like. You know, so they get ready to talk to him, and all of a sudden, one of the space guys comes down, and it is Erisham, Erisham, the leader of the fourth horde and uh, fourth host. Sorry about that. And Erisham is like the main celestial we meet in the movie, also. So basically, he's there. And his judgment. And what is he doing? So he is here and he's going to be here for the next 50 years. And he's going to decide whether or not humanity needs to be judged. If he thinks. How, how he, did the Celestials look in the movie? They look like that. Kind of. Okay. Yeah, they look pretty good. I'll be honest with you, Eli. Okay, that's another thing I was going to say about it. There's a jump scare in the movie. From one, it's not large Mars it's level. Not large Mars. It's not large Mars level, but you're chilling, you're relaxing. And I promise it wasn't just me because everybody in the movie, they're like, well, one of the one of the, when Airship shows up, and everybody's like, oh shit, holy fuck, you know, when he just shows up, you know. But it was like that. So he looked they actually pretty good, you know. Cool. Uh, let's see. Kirby's obsession with ancient mythology, same very mind-bending stuff. Like okay, remember this back in the 60s, the 70s, stuff like that. This was mind-bending at the time. Now it might become a little bit outdated. You know that yeah, there is no god, there were just aliens, right? <laughs> uh so yeah, that was good, but the, they did look pretty good in there. So um, like I said, old Kirby shit. All that first run of Eternals was shit like this, where they reference, you know, biblical stuff or historical stuff, and it turns out the eternal was there the whole time doing stuff, influencing stuff. So um when he got away from the run, all Marvel wanted to do was just how can we work this in the Marvel canon? And that's all they care about. They didn't care about all the stuff Kirby's doing. How how can we make them Avengers? You know? And that's why nobody gave a shit about the Eternals after that. So, yep. Overall, pretty good book. I give it a 3.5 out of 5. Like I said, the Kirby art is an acquired taste. You know, if you get into it, it's a fun read. His writing is an entire acquired taste because, you know, he he said, have at you. You know, shit like that. Behold. And I will hasten. You know, shit like that. You're like, 
some of you just kind of it's you just got to get used to when you get a rhythm of what Kirby is giving you it's cool but you got to be in a mind frame though to take it in so that's all I got so uh what you got from there um just my indies I got left cool I guess we'll do two moons number six all right now I just uh um announcement shameless plug I recently started writing for a website called Tri- A Tribe Called Geek. It's a native nerd website, similar to Outright Geekery, where they just cover nerdy news and, and you know, tie it to indigenous culture, indigenous nerds writing about pop culture, comic book reviews, movie reviews, all that shit that we do on here. Um, and I did a review on the volume one of Two Moons. Um, the graphic novel. I was I've been reviewing it on here too, but I did I decided to, for the for the website I wrote a I wrote a review for the volume one, the graphic novel, the first trade. So that's on there if you want to check it out, a tribe called geek.com. There's some more of my articles up there that have been posted. But so this is the new arc, Two Moons, number six. It's the new story arc. Um it basically two moons is about it's that horror book about the the civil war, this native soldier in the in the fighting for the north he can see demons disguised as humans and he fights them so it's a horror book um and uh yeah pretty cool monsters violence blood you know as a horror book it's fine i do critique the the native element i mean he he can be anybody there's no real insight into his cultural background other than he's just native but he could have been anybody and it wouldn't have matter. It wouldn't have changed the story at all. So, his indigenous identity is more of a novelty than really a plot point. You know, there is those elements of shamanism and the stereotypical, you know, mysticism and new age. You know. So, so is there a native creative team on this book? No, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what. Yeah, it's a non-native writer. You know, writing a native story, and you get the stereotypical, you know, shamanism and new age mysticism. That always comes when you have that non-natives writing about natives. Um, but still, it works as a horror book. It's a perfectly serviceable horror book, and that's why I'm still on it. Um, so this is the new story arc. It There's a time jump. It jumps ahead like 20 years. So the first arc was in the, during the Civil War. This jumps ahead 20 years. Um, and basically, Virgil, or Two Moons, the main character, he, he's got a... Uh, a fellow native who's been shot. He's been shot by, you know, bounty hunters that are basically keeping natives or going after natives who leave the reservation because they were could be legally shot if they read left the reservation. That's how. It so works. it's like in Naruto with the Ninja Clan. If you leave the Ninja Clan, they gotta. I, I guess mean, I never watched Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> Just remind me of that. But <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like natives were outlawed. You know. They, you could kill them on sight and collect their scalps, which were called redskins. Mm-hmm. Now <laughs> called was, the National Washington Football Team. But okay. Yeah, that's how that's how you got paid <laughs> for killing a native, as you brought in their scalp, and um, there was a proof of their kill. So, um, so this is referring to back then, and I think they're referring to the ghost dances in this in this uh, in this book. But basically, so yeah, he's on the run from these bounty hunters. He meets the nurse. What was her name Florence? She was the nurse in the old in the the previous arc 
and she kind of holds them up in their barn and fixes his wound. Um, and then the bounty hunters show up and two moons has some is no, I wasn't sure. Does he, can he control a wolf? Cause a wolf comes out and chases the bounty hunters away. And I couldn't tell if he turned into a wolf or he had control over wolves. Like he can control animals. So a new power. He has like, like that kid on game of Thrones, the the one episode I did see. Uh, oh, you're talking about Bran, who can go in the minds of things yeah. and control. Yeah, they, they fucked that. He could have did so much cool shit. <laughs> I don't know why he didn't take over a fucking dragon and just fucking, yeah, fuck, you know, don't get me started. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I, like I said, I, I, I look past, I came out the door knowing all the stereotypical shit. So it's like, that's how we do it. That's how we deal with it. <laughs> we are, it's always there. It's constant. <laughs> you know, so I look past it. Okay. How is the story? How is it? Like I said, as a horror book, it's fine. As a native book. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> but I turned that shit off because that's just how we, that, you gotta, you just gotta. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got the energy to bitch about everything. <laughs> That's the yeah. When you you're a person of color reading this this nerd shit, some shit you just gotta just turn your brain off to, or just just turn the yeah. blinds off to. Otherwise, you can't be into it, you know. Yeah, at all. So if I was outraged over every little microaggression, yeah, the fuck, it, it was, I I would and, not smile at all. And the thing <laughs> is, that's the reason why a lot of people of color can't get into this shit because they yeah. see this shit. Some people can turn their blind eye to it. Some can. Some people just look at this shit like, no, yeah, <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's what's going on here. You know, he has some new powers. Um, and like I said, they're referring, like I said, the first book was about the Civil War. This one, I think, is later on where we're dealing with the native exile, where the West was starting to be colonized more. You know, this is the late 1800s now. So a lot of more of the Indian wars that were going on are, you know, are starting to you know, basically the U.S. were starting to, you know, expand and lay claim to their to the territory that would now be colonized the United States. So we're seeing a lot of that. Um, the refer, I think they're referring to the ghost dance. Now, the ghost dance was 1870s, 1880s, where it was like a natives like had a vision that if they were to dance, that they would bring back their old way of life. You know, um, and a bunch it it spread throughout all these tribes across you know across the U.S. All these tribes on reservations decided to do these dances, these these round dances. It was like a protest, you know, in hopes of bringing back their way of life because they were being wiped out. Um, of course, once you know the cavalry heard of this thing called the ghost dance, it freaked them out. So that's what led to like massacres of Wounded Knee and Sand Creek and stuff. This is where, you know, we're going into that. Oh, this, really, is this real? The, this... Yeah, this is real. Okay. This is what really happened. Um, so this book is making references to his actual his history. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. This book does bring up, like I said, the first book was about the Civil War. And the, using the indigenous character, it does bring up the theme of native genocide and colonization, you know, which is, you know, sure it works for that story. 
you know, um, and this, th this continues in this story arc. So seeing like, you know, America's past coming to haunt them. Cause there's this one scene where the bounty hunters get attacked by ghosts, you know? So it's, it's, it's got that native burial ground, the Indian burial ground trope sort of idea lying underneath it. You know, the Indian burial ground trope where, yes, the house is built on an Indian burial ground and it's being haunted by ghosts and, you know, disturbing the peace of the white folks who moved there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, that's basically, and it's in a lot of movies. It's in The Shining. Amityville. Yeah. Amityville, Pet Cemetery, Poltergeist. Scouts, Cosby like, Show had an episode of one time, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 you know, it's it's a it's a common trope, and that's like the only thing we talked about when I was doing the Geek Savs. We talked about this a lot about how natives never being in horror movies. And Fat T, shout out to Fat T, he brought this up. He's like, you know why? Because we were the, we were the we were the natives were the monsters. Mm. Indigenous were the original boogeymen of the United States. We were the monsters. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so the Indian burial ground trope just brings up that the ideas of white guilt, you know, it's almost a form of another, it's like almost like a second colonization when I think about it. It's like, okay, you wiped out the Indians, you built your su suburban houses on, you know, on, on their land, and now they're haunted. And <laughs> you need to get rid of the ghosts so you can live in peace again. You got to win the West again. So your house right. is nice and livable again and, you know, com comfortable for, you know, white comfort. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, so that's what this sort of brings up, you know, that I'm thinking about it. He's using the, the, the writers using the indigenous identity to bring up America's, you know, past atrocities to indigenous people, which is fine. You know, it's just, yeah, if this was in a native writer's hand, there'd probably be a lot more insight to it yeah. you know but poltergeist you're right poltergeist you know yeah poltergeist pet cemetery you know it they had it in it the new stephen king's it movie had native shit in there too scalps is, is you it know. in the original book the, the, you yeah there yeah okay. in the original book there's like yeah there's some native stuff in the original book too stephen king just had that in there a lot so um but yeah i mean like i said as a native story it's okay as a horror book it's fine you know, three out of five. So I'm not sure what is, if he's turning into a werewolf, it's kind of cool, but also kind of stereotypical because natives just, that's like a native power shape shifting. <laughs> like, like in uh, Twilight, was it Twilight? Yeah, where they, okay. they, they turn into werewolves. But that's like a thing. That's like a native power shape shifting. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you watch Reservoir Day or not Reservoir Dog, Reservation Dogs. Um, when they're playing uh, I Want to Be Your Dog, that the DJ on the radio is playing the, the song I Want to Be Your Dog mm -hmm. by uh, the Stooges. And he's like, oh, here's I Want to Be Your Dog. Sounds like a shape-shifting song. And he made that joke, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, so, yeah. It's, like I said, it's fine. I can see, and, and, you know, I'm sure there's some natives who would, like, read this and say, fuck this shit. And I totally get it. But like I said, I'm turning my brain off. You know, just, it's it's a native in a, it's a native in a comic book kicking ass. And sometimes that's all we want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, got to crawl before you walk, I guess. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you at least you got a character. So maybe somebody will take that character and eventually do something. Yeah. The skin, see, skinwalkers, that get that term gets thrown around too loosely. 
and I, from what I've understood, skinwalkers are like witches, but they get thrown into, oh, they're werewolves too. So it, you know, native culture has just been so homogenized and ripped apart and mis misused and all that. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> so yeah, um, I guess the last book I'll do will be Orphan and the Five Beasts. Orphan and the Five Beasts, okay. James Stokey, Stokos. Now, I've never heard you talk about this book, but I think it's like, what, on issue three or something? No, this is that Kung Fu book I would do with Thunder Thighs and shit. Oh, it must have been a while since it came out. Yeah, it's been a while since the last okay. issue. So this is issue number three. Well, it's it's James Stokey or Stoko or however you say his name. And he's writing, drawing, inking, everything. I mean, his shit is just so detailed, you know. Oh, shit, I should get off the guided view. <laughs> yeah, I do this sometimes myself. Yeah, I mean, where's a good, cool ass panel? But he's super detailed. You know, he gets really detailed. So I can see him, like, really, uh, yeah, taking a while if he's doing everything himself. Oh, yeah, I can see know, that. <laughs> the detail on that shit. But basically, it's five deadly venoms. Uh, this student, um, by the the request of her former master, is basically been told to go find these other former students that learn kung fu from her master that is that are using it in for criminal purposes. So she's going around finding all these ex students who are now outlaws and bandits and shit and she's fighting them so that's basically what's going on last one she wrote or she fought thunder thighs the guy who could with the big giant legs who can like crush anything and in this one wait thunder thighs is a dude thunder was a dude who could who yeah, crush the that whole horse. time i'm thinking it's you know a chick you know no, like making a stallion or some shit you know and just, he like just... crushed a horse he was riding a horse and like squeezed a horse and it exploded and shit <laughs> Okay, yeah. that's not what I had pictured in my mind, but okay. <laughs> and this one, what is this guy called? The chop chopper tang. So this guy's a a chef or a butcher, and he's feed he's running a restaurant, and everyone loves this guy's food, and it, the, his secret is the meat. <laughs> so you uh -oh. know where I'm going with this, <laughs> right? I already know where you're going. <laughs> but there's a twist, you know. Is he feeding? Is is the is it human flesh? Yes, he's feeding them human flesh. Oh, is it the people he's killing? No, he is feeding them his own flesh. He's cutting pieces of himself off and feeding them to everybody, and everyone's like fiending off it. It turns out this guy has some sort of like weird, like um. Yeah, some weird healing ability where he heals himself and it turns the people into like zombies shit. So he controls them if they, they eat him. Yeah. So, and his flesh comes back. So yeah, and this, this shows that like his arms, all his arms that he's cut off himself are now like flying around and shit. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, and, and it's that's that's to be continued. So <laughs> it's that's where it ends. <laughs> And I'm I'm loving this book. This book is <laughs> it's really gory. Like the art is crazy, super detailed, and it's like kung fu meets like a Tarantino 
grindhouse horror shit. Now, who's the publisher <laughs> of this book? This is Dark Horse. Dark okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. This is, uh, fuck it, I'll give it a five out of five just because it's crazy. <laughs> you know what? I'm not even going to blame you for it. It's just the shit you just showed me right there. Just, I'm not even going to argue with it. I'm like, yep, that's okay. Yeah, because uh, where was that? I'm, I'm sure I saved that last time because she, she fought Thunder Thighs in the last in the last issue. Yeah, right. Like there, that dude. Yeah, this guy with the big giant legs and shit. Uh, wow. That's from the last issue. Okay. And he's just. Yeah, right here where he's riding. Yeah, he's like crushing people. Like. <laughs> with his thighs. Just, with I his just, thighs. My mind the whole time thinking you, you're talking about a chick the whole time. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he specialized in kicking and kneeing and shit. It's, it's, yeah. Yes, it feels very grindhouse. So like 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 a kung fu flick. It's it's basically the plot of Five Deadly Venoms, mixed with yeah a horror grindhouse cheesy B movie horror. So yeah, so I'm digging it. Cool. And that's all I got. Well, that's all I got. Like I said, it was light week for me. Uh, I'll come back to new stuff. Uh, yeah, for those who don't know, they have been listening to podcasts. I just tell you that some good news happened. I am finally back in my apartment. For those who don't know, for like the last five, six weeks or some shit like that, I haven't been here. I come here just to record a podcast and I have to leave out of here. So no more of that. Now I'm getting back settled in. So yeah. How far is like your place from where you had to go? Like how? eh, 40 minutes. Oh, wow. Is that far? Yeah. Yeah. Another town. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah. So that's good. I just go there and then come back. But either way, I'm getting more acclimated back in my place again. I'm moving all my stuff back how it was before, getting more comfortable. So yeah, just get to relax. Like I get to sleep in tomorrow. That's a first. <laughs> I, I, normally, I have to re- uh, edit this podcast and then be out of here <laughs> before the, you know it's even uploaded. You know, but now I can sit there and relax. So yeah. So. Uh, so shout out to my boss because he caught me one time where I did a shitty job uploading one time. He was like, man, like half the episodes cut off. Like, you know. <laughs> so appreciate him for, for giving me that construct, constructive criticism. So, yeah. But until well, we'll come back next week and give you some more stuff. Don't know what's going to happen. Probably talk about the Spider-Man trailer because I have a feeling it's going to drop tomorrow. Oh, OK. Oh, you yeah. Know. Yeah. I have a feeling. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. But until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We'll talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel.